Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. It's the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat preview pod, and it's a full house. I've got Chris and Brady here as we look ahead to Wolves at home in the Prem on Sunday at 2pm. We're back in the apparent safety of a home game as these guys apparently melt away from home. You feeling confident, guys? As confident as you can be. Uh, as you said, back to home comforts. Um, it's a game where Wolves have one day less um, preparation time. And obviously, they'll be emotionally, you imagine, pretty heartbroken after that amazing 4-3 uh, defeat. Um, yeah, I mean, at home, no problem. So, like you said, so, yeah, I think it's a game we can feel pretty confident about, to be honest. Yeah, I think we can expect uh, a a better performance, I hope. And uh, certainly we can look to hope for a better result. Um, I think we can, it's, it's quite well matched this, this game, but um, obviously we're going to have to see if our, the big money boys can make the big difference. Reaction, as uh, Posh asked for in the, in the presser, and I think we, we can certainly expect that. As always, let's start with the injury and returnee update. Let's uh, let's rip through this because there's a lot to get through, and then sort of give your reactions to the to the stuff that you think is most important. But obviously, we had Nkunku, Chukwemeka, and Gusto all feature and and get some minutes against Liverpool. They will certainly be in contention to start if they feel like they're fit enough. Nick Jackson is back and well rested after not really featuring too much for Senegal in their failed attempts in the African Cup of Nations. And with Broya on loan at Fulham now, that is of high importance that Nkunku and Jackson can remain fit for the rest of the season. Also a quick note that Cesar Cassidy became the club's 800th first team debutant as he continues to bolster the midfield unit um, as we miss long-term absentees Romeo Lavia and Leslie Kuchukwu who we've got no updates about and it looks like they're potentially going to be out for a while and it's not good news on them. Trevor Chalaber is potentially near fitness and we had a post from uh, on Instagram from Wes Fafana saying his return is potentially imminent as well. Um, doesn't look like Levi Colwell's going to make it. I think that's pretty much everything. Who do you think uh, is of most importance there? You did well to get through that, Craig, without taking a breath. I mean, <laughs> we're down to, is it, is it down? Is it below 10? It's got to count. Uh, yeah, no, it's eight. definitely below 10, I think. Down, eight, down to eight. So yeah. uh, that's, uh, if we get down to five, that would be the crown. I think with the injuries, the, the big thing for this game, actually, is we'll talk about a little bit is, Actually, might have some selection uh, dilemmas and headaches, uh, especially in the forward areas. Actually, got a bit of got some depth back in the forward areas, so that's good. Most of the injuries now, when you look now, are in defence, goalkeeper, and uh, midfield. Pretty much got all the attackers back now. So um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Positive. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Um, big decisions to make up front, and uh, maybe at the back, it's a bit more expected. Yeah, I think uh, obviously being able to impact the game from the substitute bench as well is uh, is really really important in the prem. And you know, people aren't going to turn up and have ten out of tens every game up the top end. And it's nice to be able to bring now some impact substitutes. I think Madueke is an excellent impact sub to to bring on in games. Um, and you know, obviously people can argue about other players as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully in Kunku they feel is fit enough to start. I think Jackson is fit enough to start as well. I would like to see those two play together up top. I think that's a, potentially a nice little duo um the posh presser he came across as still quite angry i thought um about the game i know he's talked about a reaction what's the reaction that you guys got from the press conference brady well i think sometimes uh emotional reaction is quite instant right you're an, initially that's actually naturally what it is usually you're very angry and then usually the sort of thing 
the anger curve kind of goes down and kind of plateaus and then you're fine. But yeah, it seemed like the reverse for Poch. He was very diplomatic and respectful after the game. But I think probably sitting with the VAR decisions and um, I think that, I think that he clearly showed he was angry. I think also, to be honest, I think he's probably quite angry with the performance. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he, if you, if you listen to the Newcastle away presser afterwards, um, and that was a game he actually was banned from the touchline. So I suppose he couldn't express his emotions physically and shouting at the players. He was fuming. He was just saying that they were soft. And uh, he, he's pretty, he smiles and he talks, but he's pretty damning in what he says sometimes. He's pretty cutting, saying, We're not good enough. We need to improve. And he didn't say in his presser about the project or patience. I think he's just kind of openly admitting that the performance wasn't good enough. And talked about VAR as well. We said, he said we lacked luck and a good performance, but I think. It's a bit of a message to the players that they do really need to bounce back because we have got three games in a week here with Wolves, Villa and and Palace. So it's a very big week for the season because we've got some very difficult games after that away from home. So pivotal week, really. And um, yeah, I think he was sending a bit of a message to the players. Yeah, he said uh, you prepare every single day for a game. Then it's about arriving, showing the right attitude, being brave, showing character, personality. Football is also that. And he also talked about in different periods of the game, we showed lack of experience as a team. What do you think about those two statements, Chris? Uh, obviously, he's, he's not wrong. That's probably what any manager would say um, and everyone would almost agree with. So he's correct in terms of you know, what you have to show before the game, preparation. You think back to some of the big games that Chelsea have played in our history. We always look you know, concentrated, um, well-disciplined. Um, people know what they're doing. I think he plays a big part in that. Um, as well you know so he's the leader of the team he sets the right culture he sets the right attitudes so obviously if people aren't um, adhering to that I would I would hope that he would be talking to them and making sure that they are doing that um, so yeah it's uh, it, it'd be disappointing to hear if people aren't you know performing at that level that's obviously a high expectation of the club um, from the outside certainly so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to improve. Sure. I talked about in the intro, obviously, that melting away, away from home. And uh, I, I sort of stand by that. I do feel some of these players sort of just melt away in uh, in big moments in these games. And yeah, I think he's talking about a lack of experience there. And yeah, I mean, definitely he got a lot wrong in the first half, posh tactically. And I think can definitely be heavily critical about that. I think when you play like we did in the first half, it's not just uh, it's not just losing duels and having no experience. I think it's obviously huge tactical issues in the game. But I think certainly can change uh, in, in this game and I do feel like we'll be well up for this game um, tomorrow which is which is exciting. Let's talk a little bit about Wolves. Chris, uh, I know you've got a few bits and Brady so let's start with you Chris. Yeah, Wolves are a team where we have a lot of joy against really. Um, obviously they haven't been in the Premier League um, for the full sort of periods. They've been in and out but um, over the last five seasons they have been and uh, they've only managed three goals against us. We've had three clean sheets against them and we haven't lost. Um, at all, two wins and three draws. Um, so I think there's a lot to be, um, well, as excited as you can be uh, for a game against Wolves at home when you're sort of it's battle of the mid tables in a way because obviously we're tenth, they're eleventh. Points are fairly similar. Um, you know, wins, draws, and losses are fairly similar as well. Um, they haven't beaten anyone away in the top ten, which I guess we're included in, which is a nice feeling. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at the individuals within their team, I think there's a lot of people that we should definitely be concerned about. We know how well uh, Huang Hee Chan's getting on this season. Um, he's got 13 goals and assists. Kunia's got 12 goals and assists. 
These are in the Premier League. You know, Neto, who's been obviously absent for a while, but, you know, he's a player I That's would love. Favorite Neto, we should have. You love Neto. Oh, Pedro, he's, he's, for me, he's going to be, he's like... Every a, a summer, he's like, when are we going to get Neto in? <laughs> he's, a Pe- he's like a Pedro regen. We've got to get him in. He's so good. But defensively, I think they have some really, really impressive stats as well. So, um, you know, Tossi Gomez, their left Portuguese defender, he's he's quite high in sort of percentage of dribblers tackled. Um, tackles one, they've got Joao Gomez, Mario Lamina, um, you know, in the top 10. So I, I really rate their manager as well. I think O'Neill's a really smart guy and I this isn't going to be a walk in the park for us. Um, these are a real organised bunch. You know, he's done so much in sort of such a short space of time, O'Neill, in terms of organising them. Um, we've seen that from sort of the first game at Old Trafford. Um, they've been very, very unlucky with refereeing decisions all season. I think they're probably going to start a library of uh, apology letters from from P, uh, PMGOL. So, yeah, I think they're they're definitely dangerous and we need to be on it. You know, this isn't a, we've we've got bad at Anfield and we can accept that, but now we've got an easy game. This is this is probably a more challenging game because the onus is going to be on us. To, to win certainly I, I think yeah I don't think anyone's approaching this game thinking it's going to be a walk in the park I, I hope certainly the players aren't anyway Brady what what, what do you have on Wolves um, well do you remember the last time we beat Wolves at home quite recently I think it was 2-0 wasn't it under Lampard was it or no no after that oh yeah 3-0 with Broya scoring at the end yeah, yeah. So Broya was just exited that was his last Premier League goal from Fulham uh, the the understat has been on understat for the XG sets. The understat they paint a slightly different story to Crystal a little bit, where they are overachieving by four. Um, in reality, they should have four four less points than they do. They're about where they should be, though. Really, uh, I would say that Wolves are like not a completely dissimilar team to Fulham in a way, where they're quite a solid team. They've got a good manager, but I think with uh, Wolves, they've definitely got more dangerous attackers. And I say. Well, maybe maybe when our has gone to Fulham, they'd be a bit more dangerous. But definitely got a bit more cutting edge, maybe a bit more quality than Fulham. But they're about where they should be. I mean, I think they're a mid-table outfit. I'm, I'm not sure Wang is back from the Asia Cup, is he? But either way, they still look very dangerous on the break versus United. I mean, obviously Neto scored a fantastic breakaway goal. Um, and we they showed... A, a big thing about this game, though, is actually going to be set pieces, right? Because they actually did score um, a set piece versus us uh, in the reverse fixture. Um, but I do think they're a team we can beat, and I do think that looking at their stats and their energy, um, they've got a Thursday Sunday turnaround. I think it would have taken a lot of out of them. So yeah, just a solid team, not just similar to a Fulham or a team like that, but um, just a little bit more quality, I'd say. And their away form is, as Chris mentioned, they've got 11 points away from home in 11 games. I only conceded 17, and they've only scored 14. So it could be quite a tight game. They don't really concede. I mean, 17 only conceding 1.3, 1.4 goals away. They've got, you know, they've got a better record than quite a lot of teams around them and they've only scored 14 away, so definitely could be quite a tight game. I think I think um, they said on the Straight Out Common podcast in their pre- preview that they're quite pr- only was quite pr- pragmatic. Against Brighton, he sat very deep and I think he will just go horses for courses here. I think he'll play a low block. He's quite, he kind of, bit very adaptive as a manager, O'Neill, can, you know, got kind of um, got different cards off his sleeve and I just think he'll go low block against us and I think that would affect, I think that should affect our uh, team sheet and team selection, actually. Yeah, let's talk okay. about... Out of the, just, just on that, actually, out of, the, uh, out of the teams in the bottom half, you can actually go all the way up to Villa. Um, in the, this is in the away form table. Yeah. Um, only Brentford have conceded less goals than them. Um, so, yeah. very, very strong. Yeah. 
don't concede many away from home. So could be fairly difficult to break them down. So approaching the, the game in that regard, if you're expecting Wolves to play a low block, does that affect how you're going to select your team? What, what, what do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, def- well, I'd hope so. Um, my team, my, well, my team prediction for this is, uh, obviously we've got Petrovic in goal. Um, for me, Chilwell and Gusto have to start this game. I go then Silver and um, Dizassi <laughs> at centre-back. Uh, yeah, it could go bad as Sheila, I guess. Um I would then play my four two two two, which I love, four two two wide. So Caicedo and Gallagher in the middle, and then you've got um, Jackson and Kunku up front with Palmer and Sterling on either side. So that's what I would go for. I think that's a strong setup and uh, obviously Enzo loses out, but not not for me in this game. Brady, what, what do you think? Similar team to that? I think it I would, I would say that Gallagher, I mean, I mean, obviously I've kind of um I would say Gallagher's poster boy, that's a bit too much. But I do like Conor Gallagher a lot. I think versus a low block though, he's way less effective. Um I'm, we might need him for the high press, but I think you can use um Sterling maybe and maybe I would actually maybe start Madaweke in this game as well. My team is Petrovic, Chilwell, same back four, same back five as Chris. I'd have Caicedo, Enzo, I'd have Palmer in a ten. Madaweke right wing, Sterling left wing, um, and in Kunku, you definitely. I'm not sure Nick Jackson's. He, I, mean, I know he was. They were held. I think the the, the uh, Senegal boss held him at Dakar Airport for like a like that. And there was like jokes. He was hanging around in the in the, in the waiting lounge for ages because they wouldn't release him or something. So although he hasn't played that many minutes, I'm not sure if he'd be jet lagged. He only just about got back for training on Friday, so not sure if he's quite ready to start. Um, I think you could maybe think about. Dropping slash resting Sterling this game. I'm not sure, but I'll definitely have. And this is what I mean. And we even we haven't even spoke about Carney. He could be also a, a um, an influence. So the front four is a little bit up for debate. Other than Palmer, I think. I think you could maybe um, have different selections. What have you got, Craig? Yeah, so I, I've got the same back five. I, I yeah. think he'll play Dezazi ahead of Badishila. I think that's the only question mark. The only other thing he could do, obviously, is if Chilwell's not fit enough. We don't know why he came off at halftime. We assume it's because he had a shocking game. Um, but I obviously think the yellow as well. I think the yellow didn't help. Yeah, uh, but Badiashile could obviously play at left back as well. I thought that worked okay against Villa, um, and play Gusto on, as, as right back, and that will ease yeah. Chilwell back again. Fitness wise, we don't know where everyone's at, so that's hard to speculate too much. But yeah, I think if if he feels like everyone's fit, I think Gusto and Chilwell at fullback makes sense. And then yeah, <clears throat> like you, I would play. Uh, Enzo and, and Caicedo in midfield, and I wouldn't play Gallagher in this game. And then I'd play Palmer. I'd start Carney at 10, and I'd play Sterling, and then I'd play Nkunku up top. Um, and then, you know, Jackson, we can sort of use off the bench if need be. Um, I've seen I think, Palmer right wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think put Palmer back at the right wing where he's been most effective for us this season and uh, and let Gusto bomb up next to him. I think that sounds good. Palmer can sort of move into a slightly more central position than um, when he does that. I think that all makes sense for the game. I think Carney deserves a start as well, and I think that Posh sees it like that as well. I know he liked him at the start of the season as well. I like mm-hmm. him at 10, and yeah, I think it would be a good uh, good link up with him and Nkunku, hopefully up, up top. I do think that Carney will start this week. When's the Villa game? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday, right? Not sure. Yeah, it's Wednesday. So with the Villa game on Wednesday, I think the Carney will definitely get a start in and we've got Palace next weekend. I think Carney will definitely... I'm not sure it'll be in this game. 
Um, I think Madueke, I didn't think Madueke was terrible at Anfield. I mean, he wasn't great. No, he was, he was okay, but I, I do I, think... I, I think yeah. it's a little harsh to drop him. I think he's actually been quite good form. Um, I just want to move Palmer back to that right wing spot. I think that's where he's best. Yeah. So. yeah. I oh, actually thought Madueke was really bad. Okay. And he got... Well, yeah. I don't think... Did he do anything? He lost the I ball. Did, I, I don't think Madueke really massively passed the eye test at Anfield. I don't think any I think he was did, the but... best of a worse bunch up front. I'd say I'll put it that way. But... Um... Um, but I think he does look dangerous, yeah. And, and obviously, a game like this, where if, if Wolves are going to play a low block, I do like Madueke against low blocks. Yeah, I think he's he's just got something, he, he's got a little, I don't know, you call it unlock code a little bit. He has got a little something unexpected sort of thing, um, where he can shift past the player and go either way. But, um, yeah. yeah. So Chelsea are 1.57, short price at home, obviously, as you might expect. Wolves are 5-1. to one. Fancy a little flutter on them, 20% win probability. Um, for for them in this game, what what do you guys see prediction wise? Let's get some scores. It's going to go two 0 Chelsea just as an aggregate. I think I just think it's quite confident about this game. I think they'll get a reaction. I mean, after the Middlesbrough game, we got a little reaction as well. I mean, not that the Middlesbrough defeat was equivalent, I suppose, away to the Liverpool defeat, but I do think that it's uh, a good game for us. They've had, like I said again, uh, they've had. Less time to prepare. They've got to travel down. Um, yeah, I think I think two 0 Chelsea for me. I'm going to go two one Chelsea. I think uh, Wolves will score either Neto, Neto to score. You heard it first. <laughs> Neto to, Neto score. I think, and I think it could be one of those frantic finishes as we've seen at the bridge recently, where it's a bit hairy. So um, yeah, hope we can hang on. I'm I'm going to go three one Chelsea. I do fancy us to score multiple goals. Hopefully we score early in this game. I do feel like if we do, we can get goals in this game. If we sort of hang about and have a really dull first half, as we have done in a couple of games recently, um, then, yeah, obviously it's hard to score multiple goals. But I do think if we can get an early goal in this game, and I do think the first 15 minutes we'll see a team with really high energy, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go through. I'm calling uh, Malo Gusto goal slash assist in this game. So let's see if I get that right. Wow. The new fancy team. <laughs> no, he's not actually, but I just think he looks very dangerous. I mean, he did that good cross from Mudrick, who Mudrick put into Rosette. I think he hit John Terry with that shot, didn't he, Mudrick? But um, yeah, souvenir, I, souvenir for the fans to take home. <laughs> I do think uh, I do think Gusto's looking very dangerous and uh, very good crosser of the ball. And yeah, just think we can actually he can really hurt teams. And he's still quite a fairly unknown player. I don't think they have a lot of analytics and stats on him, so maybe not sure, quite sure how to kind of. Um, you know, uh, placate him or how to deal with him. So yeah, I think I think he could be very effective if he starts. I hope he starts. I think he has to. Great. So we got positive positive feelings all round. All predicted wins. I'm sure Chelsea will win and play excellently. Um, that's all we've got time for here on the preview pod today. Check us out on X if you want at Eat Sleep Chelsea. That'd be great. Um, but that's all we've got time for today. And thanks for listening. <laughs>